What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 377. On this episode, I'm joined by the homie Era Wadi. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, art talk, Twitch, Bobby Lee, Brendan Schaub, Joe Rogan, 420, King of the Hill, stand-ups, privilege, ADHD, music plans, and a bunch of other shit. Thanks for checking us out. What up? First thing I'm getting to is our Patreon. Patreon.com slash a podcast. You give a dollar more a month. You get early access to this glorious podcast. All hail the motherland. Um, I don't know. For some reason, I went glorious. Uh, we have co-producers like my mother. It's your boy H2.com. Graveyard Entertainment. Forgotten One. And Rico Reds. Uh, really supporting us. Keeping us going here through the end. People don't know we're going to 400. It should be in September sometime. Uh, so enjoy the fucking ride. Um, also, we have a merch shop, shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast mo. If you want to get you a podcast mo shirt secured up while they're still hot, you know, uh, you walk around, people will be like, oh shit, I, I recognize that podcast. We're huge fans because everyone is. So you just, you think about it. It's a conversation starter. That's what you're really paying for. All right, this week we're calling the homie Arawadi. I haven't talked to him in a long time on this podcast, but he called in many, many moons ago, back around like Internet Friends one time period, I would say. And uh, he's out of Austin, if I remember correctly. Uh, Rapper, he's on Twitch these days doing his thing, uh, you know, always making big moves. So um, anyway, let's give him a call. What's up, dude? (coughs) Oh, shit, you can hear me. Good. Yeah, it's all working. It rarely works. Right off the bat, you know, so that's a good sign. Uh, how's it been, man? Dude, it's been good. We've been working hard. How have you been doing, man? Um, you know, it's a pretty good. I have the song. It's going to come out in uh, like September, I believe. I already have it uploaded called Pros and Cons. And I made it because this is exactly how I've responded to everyone who's asked me that for like the last few months is that yeah. musically, everything is great. Mentally, you know, it's whatever, but it's the. It's the con that comes with the pros of the music being good, you know, so. Dude, you know, there is a little bit of that in like uh, what artists say to themselves, right? That like, oh, from the you can only make good art if you're fucked up a little bit. Right. I don't know if it's true, but there is a hiss. There is definitely a pattern. (laughs) I don't know if it's necessarily like it has to be that way, but you do see a lot of the times maybe it's like uh like uh, you're desperate or you're in a bad place. So you have nowhere else to go, but to the music, but it usually can make good art. It is weird. Right. Kind of fucked up that it has to be that way sometimes. Well, I, I feel like uh, you have an art minor, which isn't shit, but it allows me to be a little pretentious. Cause I spent some classes with the most pretentious oh, motherfuckers yeah. you'll ever meet being in art most classes. People, I don't have an art minor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they're trying, cause I was the only minor in the classes that everyone else were majors and they would like go up and part of your grade was explaining your art piece. And I would just be like, I drew me with a gear for a head 
Uh, you know, I don't know. It's like something's there. But they would go up there and be like, a Mickey Mouse is a representation of how America yeah. goes around the Capitalism. world. And, yeah. And they like start just making up this shit. And you're like, oh, my God, I get. But yeah. I do think art, there is something about there is a perspective to it. If there's no perspective, it's not really art or something, you know. So, yeah, I do feel like as a, a white guy, you know, you can't really say a lot, but I do have my own perspective. And so, like, I try to keep yeah. it to my lane if you will and uh you know i feel like somehow that all ties back together or like you see a movie or a story of something you're like man that dude's life's incredible he came from the bottom to this thing you know and you're like wait is my life shitty enough at the beginning to be such a good story but you know you can't worry about it (laughs) i also think like i also because like uh in modern marketing it's super common for them to rewrite somebody's past and say that they came from way more struggle than they actually did. Not all the time, but it's pretty common to be like the rags from riches thing can't be everybody's story. But right now in like, uh, especially music hip hop, that's everybody's story. And it's like, I don't know. And you go look at it and you go like, Oh, like uh, chance. The rapper went to like an art school and uh, like Jid and them lived in the same house with black. Like there's a lot of things where you see like, Oh, all these people came up together and all supported each other. And then they, a lot of times had like a middle-class upper middle-class upbringing that allowed them to have access to like a computer to make their stuff in the first place. And you go like, Oh, okay. But when they tell their story, it's always like, oh, man, we were like ramen noodles, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, we all we all ate ramen after high, you know, in right. high school. What are you talking about? Yeah, That's what you it is. It is a thing where. Uh, how good is your story? It doesn't necessarily have to be completely true now, especially we, we all know that we live right. in the time we live in. Not everything has to be completely authentic, but. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I do. I don't feel think like you should. Yeah, go ahead. I, say, I do feel like I try to keep mine authentic, and like it is a yeah. hindrance in a way, you know, because I'm like, ah, who cares? But in like your mind, you're like, or at least in my mind, like another little fat white kid is gonna hear this, and he's gonna be like, hell yeah, I relate, you know, or whatever. But does that well, like mean, make sense? I don't know if that's a smart strategy. <laughs> no, I think it makes sense. I think that like, uh, like you can. T- it, it's not what your story is. It's how good are you at telling it? Right. It's not like how good are like, what are you talking about necessarily is how good are you at talking about that? How good are you at painting that story? How good? Cause everybody has struggle, man. And it's like uh, also vulnerability. It's like, are you willing to say the things that made you a better artist? Like, are you willing to say like, like, yeah, when I was a, not me personally, just an example, like when I was a kid, like fucked up shit, when I was a kid, fucked up shit did happen to me as a person. But just as an example, like uh, when I was little fucked up shit happened, you tell that story. And then that's really what can connect with somebody and show like where your struggle comes from. I think that uh, some stories everybody's used to hearing. Some people don't want to hear like the super dark fucked up shit. You can put that into your music. And then that's that stuff where it's like, that's your story. So I think uh, honestly, unless you're like a very rich person, but even like a kid who has a ton of money or went to, had everything they wanted probably has like some demons, you know, like deep right inside their head, that kind of shit. But how good are you at telling that story? And is it original? And uh, even when we're talking and we're telling our story to somebody like we are now, like, can you tell that story in uh, like an A to B to C to D way and then completely communicate your your uh, come up or like the path you're walking down now? That shit can be just as important as uh 
making really, really good music now, dude. Right. Like, well, I would say if for, you can for my package music, and everything and sell it. Mm-hmm. When I write something uh, sad, I mean, that's my favorite shit. You know, I have been trying to make happier, yeah. more upbeat shit because that's what my me homies too. enjoy. Um, but for me, when I'm like, that's the shit. And I've, ma- I've made this joke before the podcast and I've known people have laughed, but it's like, I'll write shit that I'm like, it hurts my own feelings, you know, like <laughs> I, I'm, pre- I'm like really introspective and I'm think I'm, I mean, I say I'm good at like, I'm even a hater on myself. So all my friends are like, Oh, he's a fucking hater. I mean, I'm pretty good at being like, then this is why you're f- fucked up in a piece of shit. You know, and like you'll write some shit. And you're like, Ooh, that one cut deep. Uh, but you just got to go with it. Cause I do feel like being vulnerable is like one of the only tools I necessarily have, you know? So you got to do Dude, that. I have always, I always have I always have noticed that in your music, it does come off as vulnerable, but it also has a little wink of like the comedic self deprivation a tiny bit. You know what I mean? Like it has that in it, too. I I, I have always noticed that it wasn't necessarily uh, like critique of your music or anything. It was just me saying because because what we're doing here is we're doing like uh, one project every month of like two or three songs, little little like uh, EP that's dropping. And the idea with it and each one of them is going to be a different color. The idea with it is kind of what you're talking about where it's like like make a different style of music or a different energy of music with each project that drops and then drop it every single month because for me it's about trying to get as uh like dig down as deep as possible not that i'm not vulnerable but more like uh like what styles could i actually do or like what level could you take like a uh, subject matter how far could you go with it and then there's always the option of like oh at the end of it if it doesn't sound good we don't let it out kind of thing yeah but over the next year, that's our plan too. So it is, it is something I always keep in my mind. Like, uh, like how deep do you have to go? How, how much do people want to hear too? You know what I mean? Cause you could go too far maybe. And then people are like, wow. Cause, uh, when Kendrick dropped, people were saying that shit about him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like that album is kind of like, uh, the vulnerability that you don't really see in hip hop so much that, uh, like you said, I honestly believe is kind of the wave. Maybe you don't know this yourself, but I think that is the wave of what's going to happen next is like, uh, and we see it with a lot of like emo rap and that kind of stuff where people are being vulnerable, but it, it kind of sometimes comes off very fake to me. Uh, I mean, to me, yeah. Kanye started yeah. the vulnerable wave. Yeah. You know, when I was in high yeah. school. I mean, he has the yeah. line about it and I loved Kanye. Like, it's hard to explain. Like I bought college yeah. dropout three times. Like, yeah, dude. you know, Fuck so yeah, run that, and that run was that back. Yeah. And that was back when I, I pirated everything, but like, not that yeah. one. <laughs> I was like, I'm buying it. I'm supporting this motherfucker. Uh, I don't know why I just see really connected. And, uh, it's also harder for people to remember, like before that it was pretty much all gun talk shit, you know? I know it like, yeah. like little Wayne's my favorite of all time, but I can't relate yeah. to him kidnapping someone. No, because you know, he no. hasn't. With his five yeah. three self and whatever, you know, I don't know. <laughs> You're just like, it's so stupid. Well, he's been taken care of since he was like 13. Right. With a <coughs> with Kanye, man, that's very true. He was one of the the more vulnerable artists early on. And it is it is kind of weird. He's always been vulnerable. But then I think maybe his is an example of like when you go like a little too far, like you. Right. you but people. But you know what? Maybe it's like our my perspective of too far because it, it fucking works. So maybe there isn't like, I honestly believe that going forward, the, the new way to connect with fans or like build your music up is going to be to like, like be vulnerable in your art form, 
But then there's also this uh, social media thing of being vulnerable in like your regular life, too. That is like a line that me personally, I try not to step on too much where it's like keeping a little separation between the two. But honestly, bro, if I'm being real with myself, I know that if you just made like vlogs of your day to day life on top of music every single day, it would probably build like your fan base, not yours, but generally. The, yeah. The, yeah. Anybody's I mean, fan I, base. Faster, I debate but that it is weird. a lot now. Um you know, and I think it is all, a, you know, the artist journey, if you will. And so I think you have to have good perspective of where you're at. And I, I use American Idol as a, as a like an example of, you know, we all watched American Idol and there are people that made it to the end and they thought they were good, you know, or made it to like the final round and they sang their heart out yeah. and they sucked. And they'd be like, you fucking shitty piece of shit. And it's because people <laughs> were telling them the producers the other rounds were like, yeah, you're good. You're moving on. So like their fucking confidence yeah. get boosted. And so I'm very aware that, um, I make beats and other rappers may be complimenting me so they can get a free beat. And I'm like, maybe I'm not as good. You know, like I'm always like, I don't know. Cause you see people who act like they're really good and you're like, but you're not that good. You know? And yeah. it's like, how do you not know that? And so I'm like, am I one of those? Like I, do, I struggle with this a lot. Like, am I really bad? And I just think I'm doing good, you know? And so I try to be like, <laughs> keep a clear perspective of that. But I do think that's a thing. So like now I'm like, I do think I'm pretty good. And maybe I should do yeah. more video stuff because I do think that is the next step. Uh, I don't technically at the moment own any video equipment, but because a storm took out my web camera. So I oh. like last year and I just I replaced everything else except the webcam. So eventually I guess I can. But uh, I've thought about doing the Twitch or a YouTube stream or, you know, yeah. something, make some beats, talk some shit like after this podcast is over. I have an, an idea of a to the show, which would be rather on Twitch or on YouTube and me just yeah, that's a good do this with making beats, maybe simultaneously and just talk about shit. But I, I don't know if I can really pull it off. You know, I don't know if that's in me, but I have that thought of like that probably would be a good next step. And if not, I just got to be happy with me making good songs that some people will probably never hear. Dude, you should totally do it. It's not that hard, honestly. Like the Twitch thing, like I didn't think I would like doing it or that uh, I like I was super resistant to doing it. And they're like, just go on there and freestyle. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? No one's no one wants like I, I didn't understand it. Right. Like uh, when you go on there, the the most important thing is that you just are able to talk to people. You're talking to me, you know, the same thing we're doing right now. Just but you have a chat. So it's kind of a one way thing. Like for me, I can always just like if no one was here, I could talk out loud to myself because I'm a fucking weirdo and right. I, I get high. As sh I get high as shit. So <laughs> it compliments each other with with the way that Twitch works, dude. It's about like being consistent. If you went on there and made beats or did a similar thing to I to what I do, where it's like, hey, let me listen to your music and people send it in. And then you give them like, hey, I think like this could be better. Blah, blah, blah. That's what I do. And it's super it's super like uh it's like back in, it's the same thing that you just said you wanted people to do, right? You want people that listen to your beats to actually give you feedback, not just say like, oh, this is so good. You want them to be like, hey, this is cool. I think that the bass and the mid range could be higher. It sounds like this is whatever, you know, or you can make the snare a little wider, whatever the fuck. I'm not a mix, so, you know, right. that kind of thing. So you want that feedback generally, right? The uh, anonymity of the internet in that live thing, I think it gives people a little more license to speak up in that moment and actually lend their expertise to be like, Hey, like, I think this happens. We don't get a lot of like, Oh, this is mid. And if they do, I call that shit out and say like, Hey, like if you're going to talk shit about something, like what would you change about it to make it better? And if you're not going to say that, then you're just kind of fucking, you're not saying anything really motherfucker. And why are you here? And then that's how it, it, <clears throat> it becomes like a little community. Like you could do it. It wouldn't be hard. 
honestly, if you did that similar model, if you're making beats and that kind of thing, that could be harder because you have to also talk while, right. you know, that's why playing video games, dude, I was like, how the fuck am I going to play video games and talk to people at the same time? Like, I'm going to be trash. Well, like, what I noticed when me and uh, my homie mm-hmm. Pow Wow, who has been on my podcast quite a yeah, few I think times. I, I think I've heard Pow Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, he, his uh, PSN network name is The True Indian. All right. So because he's Indian and yeah. he goes live and gets like 20 people watching him instantly. Never done it before ever. And he's just on a pause screen for like an hour. And they're just people just what? Because I guess his name was cool. And then I go live. I'm doing like cool shit. Rocket League shit. And like one person watches me, you know, and I'm like, so there is all like Dude. this weird luck, you know? Uh, yeah. I thought that was super there, funny, though. There's a there's surprisingly um, a community and it might not be because of this. Uh, of like people from India who are on on Twitch, and because my name is Arawadi, which means like Water Valley, in uh, oh, what's it, what is the language? Hindi, Damn. maybe. Yeah, Hindi. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Hindi. Uh, they, they like there's a guy called like Wet Duck, Duck Big Duck Energy, and he is Hindi or he's uh, Habibi or something, and he he was there and he was shouting me out, and there, his whole everybody watching his thing was Indian. Like all of them, there's like 25 people, right? So it might honestly have something to do with his name. Like people right. looking for Indian streamers, finding him immediately. Like, and he's like native, right? Right. Or is he? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So like, it's not even. The, <laughs> not the right one, but yeah. then, yeah, they they come through and they're like, hell yeah. So that's like, dude, it really is dumb. Like, uh, for people that are unaware, because Oklahoma, we're like. I don't know. We outside like oh, yeah, the native no, capital, native. but we yeah. got like a lot. And, oh, uh, dude, so much. The town I'm because, in is uh, like the headquarters yeah. of one of the tribes, the the Chickasaw. Yeah, and uh, it's big deal. But anyway, Chickasaw. They do it like my homie pal. Like the back of his car, it's the letter N, the letter D, the letter N with like a feather. Like that's like their thing. N D N. You know, instead of like Indian, yeah. like from India. <laughs> oh. Dude, that's kind of cool. So they're like almost that's cool. Dude. And then I want to even say that's they kinda, have a cool acronym they've made after the fact for it, where it like means something else. But I can't remember it right now. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. I watch a show called uh, what's it called? Reservation Dogs. Yes. Reservation Dogs. Yeah. That's watch that. Pow Wow recently moved back up near Tulsa and he's like up near that area. And it's. Uh, yeah, dude, because I'm a big fan of uh, Bobby Lee. Oh, yeah. The, you know, oh, I'm glad you brought this Love up. I need that. to talk about this because no one I know in the world knows. I did you watch the Brennan Schaub episode of Tiger Dude, Belly? Do you, are you up on yes, all this shit? Yes. <laughs> and I don't know anyone Whoa, else. Oh, let's so, go, Mo. I'll try let's to explain. Go. And now, um, I mean, I'm going to spoil here. I'm somehow on Brennan Schaub's side at the end, which I know is fucking weird because I don't even like Whoa! him. I don't even Let's like him. Go. Let's go. <laughs> so Tiger Belly is this podcast I've really been getting into because basically when I suck, I'm going to end this podcast. If I ever do another one, it's going to have to be video because that's what people love. And so I've been watching a lot of podcasts on video on YouTube lately, you know, and I've been yeah. really getting into it. And so I came across oh, Tiger Belly has some really good episodes. I was really getting into it. But then the Britain shop thing happens and more or less. uh Brendan Shop threatens to sue these people is what uh, yeah. Kalai and Bobby Lee is what they claim because they were talking shit on him on another podcast. They have uh, Trash Tuesdays, I believe. Yes, I watch all three of these shows and I used to watch Fighter and the Kid and I used to watch Joe Rogan and I also used to watch UFC when Brendan Shop fought. Right. And I also watched Ultimate Fighter when he was on when he was in the show, dude. Right. Because I started off uh, watching Fighter and the Kid and Joe Rogan and really liking 
Brendan at first because because he was self-deprecating when in the very beginning where he would make fun of himself. Right. He's your and, goofy jock friend who realizes yeah. he's not that smart, but he's. Yeah. 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 But then in like later time period, I feel like it's the whole Hollywood thing where you just have people like tell like if you start getting stuff in your particular lane of entertainment, people start telling you how dope you are and you get the big head thing. And I think Brendan lost track of the plot, bro. And he fucking, uh, he, he, he just, he's, he went like full Hollywood without having, in my opinion, without having the level of talent to have that sort of energy. And then now it's kind of all falling apart around him. But you said you're on Brenda, Brenda, you said you're on Brenda's side and I'm interested. Uh, Have you ever been on the subreddit? Um, no. So that's the thing. I, the only reason I care or got there because I don't, I don't watch father and the kid. I don't think, uh, Kalen's, I don't think Kalen's funny enough. I don't think he's very good. And he's annoying as shit to me. Callen, Brian Callen. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's no, you're fine. And he's, he can be funny, but he does the same shtick, bro. It gets old. And I still will. I'll watch any Rogan that has a stand up comedian because I've done that for years. You know, it's like if stand up comedians on, we're watching it. You know, and every once in a while, I watch some other shit. But uh, I used to watch all of them, dude. Right. He lost me during uh, Pandy. I just I found better shit. Right. I don't know. I, some are good. Some are bad. You know, I don't I don't watch yeah. them all, though. I guess. No, be different. no judgment. No judgment. Um, but yeah, so when I watch their episode, not any of the extra shit, because I understand if people are like, well, he's threatening legal action. That's fucked up. Yeah, I agree. Now, I do think if what he said is true, that they have some uh, yeah. on the whole Reddit accounts that were if tied. If it was true, if it was but true. But th- no one showed it and no one said anything since then. So if Bobby, if they found out it wasn't true, I think Bobby Lee would have came out and praised that. So no, look, we found out it's not true. There was. Okay, so let me let me just. But I think I just will say, Kalila during that whole thing seems so guilty that she was the one that's been on the subreddit talking shit. That I was like, she'd be like, "Do y'all even know how Reddit works?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do know how." But she just seems so guilty that that made me on Brennan Shop's side. But I don't still don't like his comedy, of course. But it made me dislike Kalila. No, I understand. I understand. And Kalila has become easier and easier to dislike, if I'm being honest, because I I find myself when then it comes out that they're like not even in a relationship. They were in this weird open relationship. And you're like, I feel like that's disingenuous to your fans, because like we mentioned earlier, you have to be open and vulnerable to your fans these days. And when you find out they're faking it, you're like, I don't know. It takes something away from it, too. No, you got to like because you said you just started watching it, right? Uh, so probably like six know. months or so. Yeah. So if you go back and watch everything from the beginning, dude, you get like because that's what we were when Pandy started. Even before Pandy, when I first started making music, I found Tiger Belly because Bobby Lee did uh, Hot Ones. And I saw him on Hot Ones and I was like, oh, it's the fucking guy from Ant TV. He's like, oh, he's, he's funny. I went and watched his podcast. I was like, oh, his girl's like pretty good. They have a good like balance, right? She's been telling that dude for years. She's like, fuck me, man. She's like, come on. Like, look at me. Like, you know how many dudes want to have sex with me? And he wouldn't, man. He would go jerk off in the bathtub and play video games till four in the morning. See, I he thought they had sex and just he only lasted like no. five pumps no or something. That's over the, the story past, i've heard anyway no that. over the past like three years dude she like they have not had sex and he like relapsed and his dad died and like all this fucked up shit so they had communication and he said in his relapse state which is the only thing with kalila that's kind of fucked up dude is that like when he had relapsed she was in hawaii fucking that guy but it's also like they've been together for 10 years man it's like like and he is a bitch, dude. He's like a baby. Like she's practically his mom. So 
I I can feel how both of them are equally culpable, but it's their relationship. So for right. that shit, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Well, for the, see, like, during whatever. all that that you like said, like, well, this is what it is. In my perspective, after the Britain Shop episode, is that is what yeah. they presented for the last three years. And then during that one episode, their true personalities yeah. came out. And then some truth came out and you're like, oh, that's an act they're doing. I don't know nah. if any of it's like that because it was a, it was only for a couple of a couple of months and everybody who was watching the show noticed it. Like we were like like I'm saying like me and my girl we were talking about like that's something weird. I'm pretty sure that they're not together anymore and they're like playing this weird they thing. They were bitchy a lot. Like this yeah. um Andrew Schultz weird, episode right? specifically. Yeah. I remember feeling like there was all this tension. Yes, dude, you can yeah. kind of tell. And then like in Trash Tuesday, she went with Which uh, is a great Esther. podcast. Uh, Esther's it is the good. best. Esther's the best. Yeah, I'm glad you I like her dude. Once she started eating weed, she got so much better. <laughs> Annie, Annie and Esther went with her to Hawaii to film an episode, and she insisted that they stay in a different hotel. They took different cars and all that shit. And when Emma and I noticed that, we were like, what the fuck? And it was just weird, right? But that's that's beside the point. The thing with Brendan is that there's a subreddit called The Fighter and the Kid, right? And they have systematically been examining this man. And it's the same as me, kind of, where they were all fans of his. And they started a subreddit as like a fan subreddit to like and talk about the podcast and enjoy it. Like Tiger Belly has one. It's getting pretty toxic, too. But that's the nature of Reddit. So uh, they started tearing yeah. apart. Just him a, a quick once- aside. That is yeah. the, the nature of Reddit. Like I yeah. listen to all Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, you know, it's about, he's a basketball person. If you don't know. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. His subreddit is all people just bitching about him every day. Like he's yep. such a piece of shit. And I'm like, you're yep. all on his subreddit. It's so great. It's weird. <laughs> so, so it started, uh, they started like picking out things and noticing the weird things like uh, about him, like inconsistencies in his stories, like exaggerations that he'd made. And they would post the clips of like, cause it's all on video and the dude has CTE. He played football. He got punched in the head, right? He, he slurs his words and he drinks on the podcast now. So it's all very sloppy. He's a sloppy guy. So he keeps giving them more and more ammunition, but way back, dude, they found like story inconsistencies where he lied about like his accomplishments accomplishments and what what he was ranked in the UFC, even though you can go check that shit. And people were like, what the fuck, man? Like, why are you doing this? Just be like the self-deprecating. And then he started like checking Brian, who's an actual comedian. And then it really happened when Joe Rogan started pushing him as a comedian. And then he dropped his Showtime special, dude. And yeah, I've heard it's really, really bad. Dude, it's so bad. It's uh pretty fucked up, right? I mean, uh, I enjoy Joe Rogan's podcast still. Even I will say a little bit I've noticed is I don't think he's conservative yet, but I'm also like libertarian ish, you know, so I have a probably different yeah. view than most. Uh, he used to be a lot more Democrat. Like, yeah, dude. Joe Rogan used yeah. to be like super Democrat. Like he used to love all Democrats, but then they fucked over Bernie. And then uh, I think like he liked Tulsi Gabbard and then they started saying she was a Russian troll or bot or some shit. So like he has some reason he doesn't like the Democrats now, but now he'll like push, money, bro. he pushes back money. a lot about their shit. And that's annoying because I'm like, I would rather if we could leave politics, if we could in the sub area, he let's can't, try. Dude. Uh, but then again, he moved to Texas, which down near your area. Um, so I'm yeah, he's sure like he's just, minutes away. yeah, he's uh, probably just so like inundated with all the conservative talk that it's like an overload whereas in like i've been raised in it so it's all me too it's all the church shit it's just the church filtered out in politics it's just money dude it's the same thing that elon musk does it's like uh oh as soon as you start touching his money which is what happened when they started canceling shows because of 
Like I was there, dude. I was listening to him when it happened and his, his fucking attitude switched from like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. It's going to kill us all to like, as soon as they said they were shutting shit down and he got a second opinion, it was a complete flip. So for but me, I also like, think oh. it's hard for me and you who live in, I'm in Oklahoma, you're in Texas to understand what it was like in somewhere like California. Cause I've had people on this podcast who like yeah. the, the life they live in California, New York, Pennsylvania, all these different places. They had so much stricter things than we did that it was like I could understand breaking into that. Like it, COVID wasn't a thing here. It was like Bro, a month. Hey, Mo, and then we just kind of hey, went on. Mo, are you and I a fucking millionaire with a goddamn hanger with a deep freeze and a sauna in it and a bow range and elk meat for two years? That motherfucker could have flown to Hawaii private. His problems and our problems are not the same. He was not locked down. But bro. he is like, the, the voice for the voiceless, if you will. You know, I mean, he's there's a, a lot fucking of stand up comedian. He's the <laughs> voice for a fucking stool humping kind of passe dude from news radio, bro. He's not the voice for the voiceless. The voice for the voiceless should be somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about not somebody who finishes a sentence by saying but i'm an idiot i don't know what i'm talking about well, that's my go-to line so i can't yeah, dude, but we're not the voice <laughs> for the voiceless that's what i mean neither is he 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 could have been dude but he stopped taking in opinions that contradicted himself and that is the the fucking sign that you should stop listening to a motherfucker when 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 uh, all he has is people who are on there who keep even when he has somebody who contradicted the person as soon as the next guest is on he just agrees with what they're saying and he does not contradict their statement he he is a mirror person he does too many shows i think honestly right he does too many fucking shows he should do one a week and actually research the person who's coming well on. since they got all the marks or whatever you know they got all the shit on there the tags on spotify he's trying to do shit like this week i'm having on two climate doctors who believe two separate things on different days and i would think as me that would be hard to keep straight like this guy thinks this and this guy, I think he's done that with different things before uh, in the past, but yeah, it's been a while since he's done that. Um, yeah, I think, I think he should. Okay. But back to the Brendan thing, right? Yeah. So the, so the people on the, on the subreddit start shitting on him. Right. But the most important thing that happened was they started exposing that he was cheating on his wife. I know we talked about with Bobby and Kalila, their relationship doesn't matter, but in this instance, it's actually like the whole reason why he sued trying to sue anybody is because, uh, on Thanksgiving, like three years ago, while he was with his wife, he was hitting up Kalila, who he knows is with Bobby, trying to fuck her or trying to at least talk to her in that now, way. Now, I wouldn't say fuck to her. be clear on all the podcasts. They never actually came out and said that they just kept hinting at it. And then whenever they brought it up on the actual podcast, <laughs> they never said they were talking. Kalila claimed she they weren't talking about him. I, I can send you the actual episode where they say it and then it all links together. And well, it, it was him. I'm just going to say, Kalila, when they confront head on, she yeah. said, we never said it was you. So she didn't stand by that. And when the moment, that's why I just think she came off like a liar. I don't know. She, no, she didn't buy it in the moment because if she would have, he would have not let, because that is like his whole thing is that if his wife, like it, this is all very good. This is what I've seen pattern is that if his wife found out that he was cheating on her, she would possibly leave him. And then they're California. So he would lose uh, half of his money. Right. That's what happened. Right. So so they're not going to say that. She also didn't. She did say that actually on the podcast that you were hitting on me. She didn't bring up. And that was before didn't bring up the Thanksgiving one. Right. She did. Well, she was saying on the podcast they weren't talking about him, I guess is what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she, and then Annie said that she he tried to walk 
her to the truck, right? And that gave subreddit. They made a whole song called Truck About It, and it went pretty deeply viral, right? So everybody started hearing about it. But the most fucked up thing right, is that they then, after the thing from Trash Tuesday, they then threatened to sue Trash Tuesday. So first, before he threatened to sue Tiger Belly, they threatened to sue Trash Tuesday, which is Kalila's other podcast. And so they had to like keep it quiet, right? And this this whole thing is a comedian suing other comedians, which is like if you know the history of stand-up comedy, like that is what they fought for was the freedom of speech to be able to say whatever you want. And they fought against actual persecution by law enforcement, taking them to jail, all that shit, right? And that's what Joe Rogan fucking spouts. That's what all the conservative right. Republican people say. Right? Well, I'm not saying I mean I hear you saying that. My first thought uh it was like, oh, all I hear is all my liberal friends being like, freedom of speech don't mean freedom from consequences, because that's their line these days. Because like, what the reason I'm probably not as democratic these days is like that I, when I was growing up, like liberal was counterculture, and it was like, fuck the man, and you're on but censoring we're not, me. We're not, but and, we're not talking about like someone who punched somebody. We're talking about a stand-up comedian who made a joke about another stand-up comedian. And if that isn't the lightest, no, I agree with you. Free speech, like for someone to bring legal action into it, it like it crossed a line. And the only reason it's important is because it set the dogs loose, bro. So it was everybody in the stand-up comedian scene now went like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and especially because Bobby Lee has been in the scene for so long, the motherfucker is like a legend, right? So it's like, what are you doing? And then what continued to happen was Brian Callen, who was on the TV show Mad TV with Bobby Lee, right? It's different cast, Tuesday girl. Yeah, later years. Oh, yeah, not with, but they were on the same show. They've known each other for in what 30 25 years some shit like that long ass time but before that trash tuesday did a live episode where they dropped brendan's name they said him they said it was him they said that he was the one trying to walk truck walk uh annie to get a, a bloge or something that's what they said and this is all just people saying it right <clears throat> so and then shortly after that that's when after that episode drops Brendan or somebody reaches out to them and says that they know that Bobby reaches out to Bobby and says, hey, we know that the uh, Reddit information, blah, 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 is coming from your house. And originally, bro, you can go check the tape. This is what I'm saying, dude. Like, you, can, I'll show you the subreddit. They just have all the clips. I don't even watch the episodes. It's just you can see all the proof. Uh, he's like, we have your IP address, right? We have your IP address coming from this place, blah, blah, blah. Brian calls him, tells him, like, keep your bitch in line, like starts like trying to be like very like aggressive. Not maybe he didn't say keep your bitch in line, but he's like that energy of like, what are you doing? Your girls out here are fucking up all this shit for everybody, blah, blah, blah. As soon as it comes to money, because they're, they're going to start losing views or he's going to lose the money in the divorce. Brandon. Right. <clears throat> reaches out to Bobby. Bobby's like been a, a fucking victim his whole life. He's been bullied his whole life, right? And it comes out later that while Brian is calling him, Brendan Schaub is on the call. So it's a three-way call with Bobby. Bobby's getting bullied by both of them. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't know what Reddit is. He's like, I'm not on Reddit. The motherfucker doesn't know how to use a computer. He's 50. He doesn't know how to do anything, dude. He's dumb, right? So they're like, what are you talking about? We we have 300 pages of evidence. We have your IP address, right? We know that it's coming from, the call is coming from in the house, right? That's what they're saying. They bring the information. They sit down on Tiger Bell. You can go watch that episode. They say, it still starts with the IP address. Lila, the first thing she says is, hey, if 
you have our IP address. I want to know how far this goes back. He says six years. She goes, we haven't lived at this. We've only lived at this house for two years. So how but do IP you addresses have IP aren't address. street addresses? And as someone in, I'm not doing like a super IT person, but. I was like, that's no, I mean, you can transfer your IP. You just address. take the router from one place to the next. No, you know? no, you would have to, you have to pay a certain service to isolate your IP address. And nah. they could have done it. They could have done it. But then immediately when she says that, he then switches it to, it's an email, right? It's an email that's registered with Tiger Belly, right? They go, we have four email addresses associated with Tiger Belly. Is it any of these? They say, no. So anybody can set up a Reddit account. Anybody can do at Tiger Belly. Oh, I agree with that. Anybody can do that, right? So you have this dude who is coming, falsifying a story because these girls are talking about, this is the true, this is what I think the true story is. You have a guy who's falsifying the story because this girl, this woman is potentially costing him his marriage and all of his money, right? So what does he do? He says, I'm going to sue you. They go, you're going to sue us for what? He goes, we know he, he links it to this Reddit thing, right? He links it somehow in his fucking brain, dude. Like how these people run three podcasts, right? They have an entire business. Bobby does stand up. He, when the fuck would they have time? Well, I think it would have been a Kalila or the other two on trash Tuesday or any of the producers. I don't think it's that crazy to think because nah, Brennan shop is so shitty at stand up that they like to make fun of him on Reddit for it. I don't think that's that crazy. And I get why he would be mad. Oh, but that's not what he said. He said, you guys are running the Reddit server. Like you guys are the, like you guys are the top poster on the Reddit thing, right? There's 72,000 people on there, dude. Like these people have jobs, like not even, not even podcasting, like outside of podcasting, Gilbert and George do other things. George produces like 10 podcasts. Gilbert like writes and produces shows for like Hulu and Netflix and YouTube Red. Like these motherfuckers don't have time for that. There's four people who run that whole company, bro. And they all sit in that room together. So it's like, yeah, sure. Maybe they could. Why would they? What do they have to gain from it? Dude, they're all trying to like hustle. I know what the end result was of them having a mod is I haven't watched any of those podcasts since. I don't know why. Uh, of what? Tiger Belly? Yeah, any of them or any of Brandon Schwab. I used to don't care oh, about him wow. at all. Uh, just the whole thing about it. I was like, it's not why I care about podcasts. You know, I did, you know, thought it was interesting. Um, I now I just stick to your mom's house. That's basically my yeah, your mom's show. house is good too. Tiger Belly is still good, but you got to go watch the old ones if you're going to watch them. Right. This is the best. Well, if he, has, yeah. if he has someone really good on, like we had Will Sasso on. I love Will Sasso as a kid. He was like uh, one of my favorite. The first, so. the first Will Sasso so much better. The second one was kind of weird. I think because all of Will Sasso's friends have gotten fucking me too to ever like all of them like pretty right. much he used to do a 10 minute podcast they all got fucked by it yeah dude uh the only reason it escalated that point though was because of brendan that's the thing that should be known is that like they tried to drop it they had private conversations off microphone all of that shit and then brendan and the dude who manages social media continued to push it because they continued to push it and they continued to do it just because well, the other podcast they went on, the I think, was the flaw because they couldn't control the H3 podcast or whatever. I haven't never heard. Of oh, that. yeah. I forgot about that. Like, oh, that's God. what made it all explode. And then they couldn't control the messaging. And then that's like, I don't know. It, well, OK, OK. Let's be completely clear. Before that one, Shab went on uh, Schultz's podcast and talked about it. So yeah. before they even started talking about it, Kalida says I lied. Well, that Brendan is where I first just saw talked it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan's Brendan just talked about it. We agreed that we weren't going to talk about it anymore. But since he talked about it, I'm going to tell my side of it. Since we brought so up that's Schultz. What I'm saying. 
real quick. Yeah. I just watched the newest Schultz episode that has Rogan because you hate Rogan now. And I will say it was a perfect yeah. example. My wife was so <laughs> over it, but I was like, this is the old Rogan. This is back before he like thought he was fucking political and shit. Like he just gets super stoned. Andrew Schultz, by the way, does not smoke. You can tell because he can't handle it. And yeah. uh, it's like, it, I thought it was a really fun episode myself because well, I, I enjoyed I, that I old vibe of Joe. <laughs> I saw the one with Michio Kaku because I like Michio Kaku. Like, like it's shit like that, dude. Just, just like why? Okay, okay. We live in a time where it's like split down the middle with like audience, right? Why, Joe Rogan, would you divide your audience by like you don't even have? You could be the guy that takes a neutral position and explores both sides of things and comes to logical conclusions, but instead, you you're the guy who lets people come on and say whatever the fuck they want to and doesn't. Like he used to push back against people. You remember? I don't yeah. I used to remember him being like, nah, I don't think no, that's true. A perfect example is one time he had K, uh, Ryan Callen and Schwab on and Callen's like, I'm yeah. going to fuck him up. And Joe Rogan starts laughing. He goes, no, you look at you, you know, because yeah. Joe Rogan and Schwab, Callen's a little motherfucker, you know? And so like, and that was yeah. really funny. I loved moments like that where he could, but yeah. he, he, that's because he knows about fitness. So he still felt comfortable, I guess. I think a lot well, of things he does just feel dumb. And I don't think he feels smart enough to interject. Yeah. It's like an insecurity that shines through maybe of like, he doesn't like to be perceived as uninformed or unintelligent. And it's like, bro, I like, do the opposite. And it fucks me over all yeah. the time where I'm like, I think I know something. And then I say something like, yeah, I think I should to do with this. And you're like, all right, <laughs> bro. Yeah. I, I, I live by the philosophy of, I don't know shit. Um, I have two more random things uh, that we touched on there that I wrote down. One, I would say out of all my internet rapper friends, I think you're one of the few that I would say could we could hang with each other in a smoke session. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, many people that uh, can't, you know, and they, I don't not hating. I'm just you know, like, I'm one of these people. I'm like, I really feel like if me and Snoop were in the same room, I could hang. Now, I understand that's stupid. People are like, no, you couldn't because you don't have the years he does. But, you know, that's where I'm at. I think I could. Right. Exactly. And so uh, there are some people I actually respect in the same way where I'm like, God, I think they're legit. And so you are one of those. So I got to give you at least props there. Does that mean that we could smoke a lot? Is that what? That yeah, is? basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. High, high tolerance. Yeah. High tolerance. That means way more. I thought you were just saying I was cool. No, that means way more to me that. Yeah, dude, we could go through like an ounce together. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Quick. I've actually uh, we've had this debate in my house. We did the math and, uh, you know, now it's legal here medically and shit. So you can go to these stores and it's fucking crazy. And but the amount of money you can spend gets out of control so fast, uh, you know, with all these options. And so I'm like, I really, really have to cut back. So if I could do a tea break for a significant amount of time, I think financially would help me so much. But it. I, I, it's hard to imagine myself without it at the moment. You know what I mean? Is that, I know it sounds fucked up, but it's like, what no, would I, I do it. with my life? You know, I get it. Do you, have you ever thought about growing a plant? Can you grow yeah. one? Yeah, I've done it. I did it yeah. two years ago. Um, we, I got a couple that made it all the way. Um, you can grow six here if you have your card. And then this year I got three started at the moment uh, growing outdoors. So I need to do an indoor that's system. Dope. That's what most people do. But yeah, the outdoors is a lot less stressful, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's dope. Is it you're growing like a photo period outdoor? What kind? What kind? Um, I just collected bag seeds over the oh, last couple yeah. years. So ah, I randoms. Right. So I just and they're all three are different at the moment because one's got big okay. fat leaves and then one's real skinny and then one's in the middle. Tiva, Indica. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, this that's is fun. Cool. And so that's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah. It, a couple of years ago, it went really well. Last year, I tried and in like the first couple nights, an animal got in my backyard and dumped my pots. And uh, so I was I just gave up, you know, but 
Yeah, it's. I think it is really fun to do. My homie Powwow, he grows um like really good shit, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in a whole indoor environment, hydroponics and all that shit. And yeah. whenever it gets done, you go, I mean, like it's better than anything. You're going to buy at a dispensary, you know. Yeah, dude, that, that's what I was going to say. They decriminalized it here in Austin. Hell so it's yeah. like you can have under four ounces or something and no problem. Yeah. Just don't have pounds. But yeah, dude, I mean, I can't wait for them to like, I'll go Has to dabs taken over down there. Cause like one thing that I noticed and I've finally come around to it, but it took me a while is, uh, once it's legal, people are like getting the concentrates. And then, so, uh, I've, I love my dab rig and shit, but I know it took me a long time to come around to it. Dude. Uh, I wouldn't say it's taken over. It's always been here. Like, because I think it's kind of a college city, right? right? Yeah. So I think it's always been here. Like I remember dabs coming in real hard and then they faded out when pins came in and then the whole cart thing where it was like the legal carts were the sketchy. distillates and yeah all that shit. yeah they all went away and i think the pandy hit at almost similar timing so i think everybody is on flower but now when i go out i see a lot of pre-rolls like because it's been decriminalized you can go to a place and they'll have a table of like a selection of bud and you can actually buy weed here now but it's not like it's just a bag. Right. You don't know what the fuck is in it. There's no quality control or anything. Right. But yeah, I can't wait till they do it, dude. You can buy Delta nine out of a vending machine and all that bullshit. But I don't fuck with that. As someone, I don't know what that is. I grew up about four miles from Texas, something like that. Um, my yeah. hometown's right on the border. And so therefore I kind of hate Texas in a way. Um, <laughs> it's a friendly rivalry. That episode of King of the Hill. It's exactly that. So Wichita yeah. Falls is the town they go to. <laughs> and Wichita Falls is 45 minutes from my house. And like that is, that's where I went to the mall. Was Wichita like, Falls? Go Texas. Sooners! Go yeah. Sooners! Oh, dude, that's my, I, I love that. Episode. Around the time that episode came out, I had this awesome OU Sooners hat that had a big uh, bandwagon on it um, because I was just looking fresh as fuck. And people would stop me all the time and ask me where I got it. And I'd be like, you know, tell them whatever the fuck it was. But yeah, it is very much like that. It's very fun. Um, King of the Hills also like one of my favorite shows of all time. Dude, I, I still watch that. Like I brought I, up on this podcast years ago that if I want them to bring it back where Bobby Hill's my age because I'm basically Bobby Hill. Dude, I think and you said that. that is going to happen and that's happening. So I know. I saw that, dude. I've been like, <laughs> I, I Google King of the Hill reboot like once a year since <laughs> it went off air. It used to be on Hulu, bro. I, it, it's the show that I put on when I fall asleep every night. So like I've seen it several times. It gets in the end but there's still a couple really good episodes yeah i didn't love lucky but it's yeah it's still good yeah uh but lucky and luan are like for sure but i love bobby and then bobby's best friend being native and mine is yeah like it was just so so fun oh that's so cool dude that's awesome and he loves the john redcorn rapper like you know he he, my power calls himself john redcorn yeah uh, they, they do it right. And what's so fun is I now grow. I grow up and then realize, hey, I love everything Greg Daniels and Mike Judge do, and they're the ones you who make King of the Hill. You and it's too, like, dude. how does this happen? Like, I didn't realize yeah. how much like if Greg Daniels is attached to it, I love it. And yeah. then same for Mike Judge. It's just nuts. Mike Judge, he's from New Mexico originally, but he grew up in Austin. So a lot of like, uh, like Rainy Street is in Austin. Like a lot of the shit that's in it is like here. And then they go to the UT Bach Tower when, when they think Dale's a shooter. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, because that actually happened. There was a sniper in the UT clock tower. Yeah. So it's For, weird. That's like the first school shooting, right? I think so. I think so. Like in modern history, I'm sure maybe a long time ago or sure. something. That's pretty fucked up. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I had about Austin is something else I watch on YouTube a lot is Kill Tony. And I'm just curious if you ever went to a taping of Kill Tony Cause I think you need to get a minute together and you need to put your name in the bucket <laughs> and get up on Dude. the fucking stage. 
Ah, uh, that could be cool. That could be cool. They're just so fucking uh, on it. You know, Jer- you know, Jeremiah Watkins. It sounds familiar. He used to be like, he's the guy on Kill Tony. He used to play like the saxophone, tall, skinny, white kid before they moved to Texas. Gotcha. He was on it. I, re- I watch him and Bobby Lee's brother have a podcast called Scissor Brothers. That's a really good one. But Kill Tony, I've seen a few episodes. I never got deep into it, but I will watch like the highlights. Like I liked when, uh, what's his name? Freddie Gibbs made fun of Joe Rogan super hard. I saw yeah. that one. Also, I saw whenever Jeremiah Watkins, he dressed up like Joe Rogan. That was hilarious. I like I like seeing Joe laugh at himself when he's put in that position. But I it think he's good like, at it. I think he's, yeah, the, he's the best with I comedians. I think he is. Yeah. I think he like is. Like when Bill dude. Burr makes fun of him for his newsy hat. Like there's yeah. a viral clip on yeah, that. So good. Dude, yeah. I mean, I like, I'm telling you, Joe Rogan was the first podcast I ever listened to, dude. I listened to like, I went back. I listened to like them recording it in his house. The first telling of the machine story right. from Burt before it was like a big fucking thing. Two bears, like, one cave is another one. I love, I love, dude, I love, have you watched bad friends? Um, Yes, it's it's Bobby and Santino. I, I started it at the beginning. I rarely do that. I went to the episode one. I've made it like 40 episodes in, but I'm kind of losing steam. So I might just Bro. jump to the current ones. It's good. Once they get Rudy in and she starts talking so, shit. Yeah, Rudy's good. Rudy's probably the best part. Honestly, so Bobby, good, I mean, I enjoy Bobby. I don't think he's that funny at stand up. I know. No, like, he's not. He's not. I've seen him do stand up yeah, live. I mean, I just he does the like, same jokes he does on the podcast. He's he's a. He's like one of the most natural, funny people, but he's lazy as fuck. Right. He doesn't write. He doesn't put in the work. And then but Santino, he has the ability. I like, but then he hated on yeah. The Office, which is my all-time favorite show. And I'm what? like, you're oh. on it. You're on an episode. What the fuck are you? I think doing? that's. I think that's why he hated on it. He, that's his. That's his brand. Yeah, that's just like fuck what you like. But I do enjoy Santino is one of the more real yeah. people. He doesn't. I think. It's not yeah, fake. I think. And I think he's a good stand up comedian, too. Right. Like he's good at what he does. Like most of the people we're talking about, all the people we're talking, even Bert, all of them pretty trash comedians, in my opinion. The only one that's very good, in my opinion, is Tom Segura. I love, I love uh, Tom's my favorite. I think, uh, he's, I think he's but I think he's a beast of that. That's Brendan too. a beast of a comedian, too, when he gets on stage uh, and on the mic. But then I think almost all of them, including Bert, right? He's still banging on taking his shirt off. That's why. And the machine story. Bert has. He'll have a, yeah, he'll have a sprinkle in there. That's, oh, that's pretty good. But yeah, his joke jokes aren't very good. And like the yeah. cabin was kind of whatever. But um, I love Tom Segura. Really it, it's my, my all-time yeah. favorite. Um, I've had, made my wife even watch it um, in the mornings. Good. We watch your mom's house and Christina yeah. P's on there and all that. And Christina P's new stamp special is amazing. I mean, it's one of my favorites I've watched in a long time and my wife loved it. And then afterwards she goes, wait, is that the same woman? And I was like, yes. And so, uh, I just love their, I love how, um, psychotic he is on his podcast. Like he lets his real self be serial killer. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. So he's like um, a serial killer. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I just love it. I enjoyed it very much. And then something, the only other thing I really listen to podcast wise, and I'm, I'm just going to mention this because the last time I mentioned this was like a liberal person, they, they judge me, but I love Jimmy Dore. Like all my political info comes from this Jimmy Dore podcast because he's like a liberal that like once the liberals weren't liberal enough, you know, he broke from the system. So he's like this renegade liberal, but he's also a stand up comedian and he has a podcast called The Jimmy Dore Show. And I just think it's he's so like funny. He's ultra liberal? Yeah, but it's not like, <laughs> but not in like a everyone get woke way, but just being like, if y'all cared about COVID, you would give everyone health care. Like, don't get up oh, here bitching totally about fucking. Co- yeah, like he's like his own. Totally true. Like he's in this different little lane, in my opinion. Um, and he kind of makes fun of everyone. He's like making fun of all the Democrats. He makes fun no, of all the Republicans. Like but last time I brought that up to someone on here that was 
a democratic person they acted like i was listening to fucking alex jones and i was like i thought jimmy really? was like this cool like all democrat guy i don't know so he probably says problematic things people are quick to judge if you say some fucked up shit i saw this thing about patrice o'neill the other day and he said as a stand-up comedian you should want half of them laughing and the other half almost hating you Right. Like almost disgusted by what you're saying. And he's like, and if you're not doing that, you're not doing it right. And I was like, damn, dude, so much has changed. Like that shit does not fly now. You will be donezo. I don't know, dude. I feel like it's a uh, old Hollywood. Joe Rogan is kind of part of that. I think right. Whitney Cummings is like the female version of that too. God, where they, I used to like her quite a bit, her stand up, and I just her stand up has lost something to me. I don't know what it is. Maybe dude, it's just the perspective. Her podcast, her podcast is weird too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I listen to Mark like Norman this. on her podcast. I love Mark Norman. He's like my I favorite. Like Mark Norman, uh, Mark Norman Shane Gillis. Uh, and Gillis Tim, Tim Dillon are like my three uh, upcoming. Tim Dillon, I love. Tim Dillon, I like it, but sometimes it's like, uh, I don't like, like, Schultz, the same thing happened with me, dude, where it was like, oh, if you can see what their shtick is and then they lean on it too much, like, Schultz is like, let me say something controversial that's the opposite of an opinion in, like, a steezy way that'll, like, be viral and I can clip it. And he's always, like, doing that kind of thing. Like, once you figure out their, uh, right. their like, their formula, it starts fucking with my head. It's almost like, uh, like... And laughter. Uh, I would applause. say Tim Dillon and Schultz podcast wise, they both, I don't like either one as much as I used to because it does lean into it. But stand up wise, I seem to still enjoy them. Yeah. I guess. Oh yeah. Schultz, Schultz. I used to really listen to him on brilliant idiots with uh Charlemagne. That was good. And then uh, he had another one too, before this one, that was good. Tim Dillon. I just found, I just like, also Tim Dillon looks like me. Logan. And I think that's a big, part of it's like you yeah me and tim dylan resemble each other i'm like a skinnier straight tim dylan and uh yeah dude the fact that he's gay is crazy too (laughs) but he said that to me and i was like really i was like okay cool but it gives him a lot of you know i've always like had this um I enjoy an outspoken gay person in a different way. Like, I think it brings a different perspective. You know, like someone's like, I'm not trying to be a woman. I like sucking dicks. You know, he'll like say something like that. I'm like, oh, that's funny. You know, like I get it. The perspective there. It's just the thing that everybody is, is it's a spectrum of everything and everybody is different. Like, so the second you start like generalizing in any way, you're kind of fucking up. That's what I, I try to think that as soon as you start going like all of the, nope. Right. As soon as you use the word, it's kind of like, um, the problem with, and I only thought about this because two years ago I had a post on Facebook about it. I saw about white privilege. The problem is you're using the word white and then everyone get, when you collectively call a whole group of something, something, they get all fucking offended, right? Like they don't offend me, but like plenty of people yeah. I know, they'll be like, oh, like I didn't have it rough. I was addicted to drugs and my mom was, and I'm like, no, yeah, but it, that now let's say you're black too. You know, I don't know. Like it's all, not that hard to understand, but when you are, when you throw a blanketed thing out there like that, people get kind of like boomer. Remember when boomer blew up yeah. and people were like fucking boomer. And all of a sudden all the old people were like, that's basically racist. And you're like, do you even understand what racist mean? Like, Racism is. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It's just, uh, the problem with saying that unless you're having a conversation about the phrase itself is that it doesn't really invite anybody to like say, like you're, you're immediately saying to somebody, defend yourself. Right. That's what it is. So, you're not on a foot of like trying to understand it, but 
I can understand somebody using it because shit has gone fucking sideways that maybe you're like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? Right. So I get that for me. It's like, it's like, uh, you could talk about privilege in a bunch of different ways, but like you said, like there's combinations of things. Like if you were addicted to drugs, but you were also black, you're probably having a worse time than if you were a white dude, just because of the way that society works and the way that people get locked up based on the color of their skin. Very aware. When I was in college, I got arrested and I got 10 days in jail. And I knew yeah, people that got the exact yeah. same charge and they got a year in jail. And the difference yeah, was dude. they were oh black and I was white or, and I'm completely, yeah. I had good grades. People be like, is there's more to it? I had good grades. You know, I was, uh, had it was my first offense. Yes. Yeah, my first offense. You know, there's a lot of stuff to it, but, uh, I do feel like it could have went the other way if I looked different. Yeah, or dude. Something. And so. I think about that all the time. And it is that reality check. And you should never let that thought go because that's that shit that will let you see other people's perspective of like, Hey dude, just one more fuck up. And that could have been me. Like, like, and we're all just, that's what I think too, dude. Like we're all just like up to a point, even now, really, like we're all just figuring this shit out. How am I holding almost anything against somebody? Unless you've done anything that's like super trash or like you murdered or really hurt. If what you did didn't really hurt people, you know, like what are we talking about, man? You were a kid probably, right? We're figuring it out. Well, yeah. That's the and whole thing. Kind of what we touched on earlier. Um, a little bit about the, the rich, poor, how you grow up, whatever. I, I don't want to like talk about it because I did grow up poor, low income housing, all that. But my parents work. My mom got married to the guy I called my dad. He's my stepdad, but he adopted me. He's my dad. You know, I don't know the mother. Oh, one. Nice. And so yeah, it's great. Nice. But they worked like their whole life. You got a factory job when I was like 11 and then we got a computer. And then like my mom, when I went to college, she went to nursing school. Like, you know, we started off at the bottom, if you will. But by the time I got out of high school, I had like new American Eagle clothes and like I had a car yeah. and like, you know, I wasn't fucking wanting for anything. So I don't try to bitch about the fucking like, because till eight, we didn't have TV. Who cares? You know, whatever. Like yeah. I, you know, so I'm not going to harp on any of that. Cause I don't, I wouldn't want to disrespect my parents by being like, we didn't have shit, you know? Cause I'm like, they fucking work so hard, you know? So, um, and that's your perspective and like your story too. Sometimes people's parents were addicted to crack and didn't raise them at all. You yeah, know, and then my, they problem have- is my parents think drugs are like the dumbest fucking shit in the world. And the fact I smoke <laughs> weed means I'm a, such a fucking idiot. Why on earth would I give anyone any money for anything that just goes to be blown in smoke? And I'm like, I get it. But I'd be like, mom, you eat Cheetos. What are we talking about here? Right. You like sugar, don't like, you? I don't even eat breakfast, guys. I've cut out yeah. breakfast for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't y'all know the way this goes i used to smoke cigarettes that's another thing when i quit smoking cigarettes and i was spending like six dollars a day on a pack of cigarettes or whatever it was at the time and all of a sudden i was like i i was buying all kinds of shit because i just in my head would go well i used to spend six dollars a day on cigarettes and so i was just like buy all these video games and buy all this shit by like well i'm not spending that money i used to spend and i had to kind of get myself out of that habit that's fun dude you are that's that's exactly an addict's mentality like exactly <laughs> an addict's mentality like it's got to go somewhere else yeah like like, like like i mentioned earlier taking a tea break if i let's say tomorrow was like all right we're not smoking weed for a month i would start drinking beer and i never drink but i know i would and then not because like i have to be addicted to something because i don't think i have that outwardly like super addict stuff it's just like what are you gonna do with your hands you, exactly what am i gonna do <laughs> <laughs> You know, I need something to distract me a little bit. That sounds like ADD, ADHD. Have you ever gotten tested? Um, I'm almost, I'm like 90% sure I have ADHD um, because. Yeah, because I can't sit still either. As I'm an adult and all these other adult men my age start sharing all these memes of what it's like to be an adult with ADHD. Dude, me too. Dude, I'm that's like, how, that's how I realized it. every one of these 
um, plot of me. Now, could someone just be making them up in their self-diagnosing themselves or whatever? Yes, that could totally be a thing, you know, Uh, but I've also But they're pretty consistent. If you go look at comments, people are like. This is exact. like I have ADD. This is exactly well, what one thing happening. I couldn't get over is like six months ago on TikTok, this video blew up of this girl talking about how she didn't have an inner monologue. And then it comes out that like a third of people or you know, some percentage of people have no inner oh, monologue. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what? Because I don't it's hard for me to explain to people that don't get it. But like I'm constantly talking, even when I'm not talking yeah. like all the time. Well, a third of people don't have a voice in their head. Yeah. What the fuck? They, what do they think? What do they think voiceover in movies is? They're like, <laughs> it's a narrator. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> They're like, why is it the voice of the same guy on the screen? It doesn't make any sense. You're like, that's that, his thoughts. That led me to be like, am I in the more hyperactive of the people that do have it? Because I, like I said, like, I'm always like, well, if I was on Arawati's show tomorrow, I would be saying this when he asked me this. And I, like, I'm just always thinking about yeah. something for some reason. And that's uh, why I smoke weed, dude. That's yeah. how it's slow, it slowed it down. When the I got, first time I ever smoked weed, it slowed down like the speed of the thoughts. And I was like, oh, shit. And that's that's why I liked it. Yeah. And uh, another thing I forget about all the time, but uh, this is how I'm almost for sure I have ADHD is when I was uh, 18, I got arrested in college for smoke a pot. That's why I got, you know, in jail for all this shit. And um, but one of the things to keep it off my academic record, I had to go to this counseling thing. Right. And in this counseling, they put this fucking cap on me that read my brain waves and shit. And then Whoa. you watch these fucking videos and do all this shit. They told you how like, dehydrated you were. And I don't know, done all this weird shit. But they said, oh, so you have ADHD. And I said, no. And they're like, well, your brain reacts like someone that has ADHD. Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I've never, never been diagnosed. And they said, well, so they, yeah, they kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of left. You know, no one ever really brought it up again, um, bro. That's I think that might be the most scientific diagnosis of ADHD that's ever existed. Because I'm pretty sure when you go to the doctor, they just ask you questions. Your shit was like a brain cap wave analysis. Yeah, you definitely. I was watching Pac-Man games. By the way, the, yeah. the on video was games of Pac-Man, and she explained that like my brain was predicting which way the guy would go next. You know. Oh shit, my brain does that constantly. And so like that's what it was picking up on. I was like, oh, I'll put shit. something I'll put something down on like a slight like a stack of papers at a slight angle and my brain will be thinking about how long it's going to take for it to slide off and shit like that, dude. Right. Like all the time. Like weird I think about See, I'm not like I, anal retentive with it. Or like, you know, I'm no, not like real clean it's, it's or any not, of that. It's, but yeah. Exactly. It's yeah, just it's, this it's not OCD a constant thinking, anything. right? Yeah, dude, like I'll do mental math in my head. Oh, yeah. How many times can I multiply four? That's how the math degree. Just, I mean, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, I wasn't like I was good at math. Uh, I calculate sales tax while I'm yeah. shopping. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just like honestly one of the reasons I think I was decent at math is my mom was a big uh, sales couponer type person. And so oh, she'd be she, like, she's a super couponer. Yeah, not like the TLC stories and shit, but like we're going okay. all over fucking the town because this place is 20 cents cheaper than this place or whatever. And they you get know? like 500 and res- I, they <laughs> don't even resell it. They just keep it. Yeah, my mom will just get shit in bulk now and be like, hey, I got four things of Frosted Mini Weeds. You want a couple boxes to take home? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, it's fine. I That's guess. awesome. Um, she has a good market. In yeah, but like country. there's something there like she'd be like, well, this is 20% off. And so in my head, I would just like be doing it, you know, because what else are you going to be doing? We didn't have cell phones back then. You know, you're just- true. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, and they say Legos makes you really good at math. Like if kids play with Legos, because you're and uh-huh. I started thinking I was like, oh, because you are always counting. You're like two plus four, and that'll be a six, and that'll be equal up to the six piece. And Dude. you know, you start. You're like kind of always nuts. Yeah, so I think uh-huh. I probably also factored in a lot to it. Um, for Never whatever heard reason. that that's cool. 
So yeah, good, good shit. Now, what's your music plans, man? I know you said you have a like an EP every month. How far out are you going with that? Yeah, we're going to the end of the year. Every month from here on out, we dropped all red. That was what June? No, that was May. This one, it's going to be green. I don't know the I don't know the name of it yet. Uh, and it's going to drop hopefully on the 24th, if not the 24th, the 30th. It depends how long it takes to get it all done. Right. And then we're going to drop one every single month. Every aisle corresponding with the cover is going to be different, right? I don't know what that totally means yet because the songs aren't even done. But that's what I'm aiming for. Uh, and yeah, I'm also changing the color of my fucking hair every time, too. So I have green hair, bro. It's be tight. Hell yeah. That will be tight. Look at Marcus Smart out there. Yeah, um, dude, I feel like I can get I got to make a weed song on the green album. Yeah, that's a that's like one that I know has to happen. Yeah, I uh I have a couple weed songs coming out. Actually, this Friday, there everybody I have a song oh, coming out yeah. called Smoke, Oklahoma. Um, ah, uh, that's cool. I, I made a song called I made a whole mixtape called Smoke, Oklahoma over 10 years ago on Dat Piff. And um, I have been holding on that name to reuse it for years. So I feel like it was ready. And this beat, I sampled my old song called invasion flow where in that song, I just say smoke Oklahoma, like as a tag in the beginning. And then I made a beat out of that added drums. And then I made a hook where I'm saying smoke Oklahoma at the same time. The beat says smoke Oklahoma. And so like, fuck yeah, you know, it was real artistic and shit. But a lot of people have said the first verse on that is like maybe my best verse ever. Fuck yeah. No, dude, I fucking for real, dude, your flow, even on the songs that we've made, we've always said like, and even from the first song that we've made has gotten better. So I'm going to check out Smoke Oklahoma Friday. Drop right. it in. Will you come by the stream? Yeah. 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 For sure. um, yeah. Yeah. My plans for the year is I actually have them all uploaded. They're all already uploaded. They're in Spotify and all the streaming sites Dick. ready to go. Um, I have Smoke Oklahoma come out this Friday. Two weeks after that, I have a song called uh, Someday featuring Southern Comfort. And that one's kind of like a, a disco-y I don't know dude, nostalgia that, vibes, back, and then uh, there's a song called Lemon Con. The week after that, with Karma, who's out of the Dallas Fort Worth area, and is it that's Lemon Con. Lemon Kind. It's a reference to weed. Kind. I smoke in yeah, the Kush. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Lemon Kind is what I say, and uh, I, it's probably the closest I've gotten to R and B singer yet. And uh, yeah, dude. So, so that's you're, fun. You're, you're kind of stretching and trying new oh, shit yeah. too. Well. Fuck Someone yeah. like Skitty, he'll be here and he'll hear me do my, my weird yes, voices and my yeah. ideas. And he's like, bro, do this shit. And I'm like, but Dude, it's so hard to let go of your persona, you know, on the microphone of whatever you, you're used to. So I have really tried to expand. And even if like, say my normal stuff sounds normal, like my verse, like my ad libs might be me having fun or like the backing vocals. I'm trying to be crazier. I don't know. Like I'm trying to add a little something to all of them. And I have a song called hate it two weeks after that. And then two weeks after that, I have my album coming out called good enough, which will be 15 tracks. And it's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's dope. Dude. And then also I have so, five songs at the end of the year, singles just up and I'm going to switch the single model after that. And I'm just doing singles. I think every two weeks forever, I think. Fuck yeah, dude, your churn process is so quick. So you've gotten that quick as far as you were always putting together like beats and stuff at the speed of light. But like, have you since the last time we talked, has it gotten like just down pat? You just Um, I will say that I was always I've always been pretty decent at making this like when I'm in the mood to make the songs out, we can make them. And I don't let a whole lot of holdups of like, let's not put that out. Cause if I've done all the t- work to get it to where it's at, fuck it, we're putting it out. You know, that's probably maybe a weakness, but that is something I've always felt. And so for years doing like the mixtapes oh, and shit, that was different. Mm-hmm. And I, I've rapped for, um, 
I was like 18, 19 when I started. I quit. And then I was gone for five years. And then six years ago this week, because it came up on Facebook, I decided, okay, I'm going to get back into it. So about six years ago, I started getting back into it. And then four years ago, I started making beats. And I do think my lyrics are about the same, but I have gotten better with my rap voice, which is things people don't really realize is like a big deal. Like when you're new, you can tell because your voice sucks. And so uh, putting more personality, letting your my humor shine through, you know, shit like that. You kind of kind of work on and in my beats i think i've gotten so much better that like like right now i have 14 beats in a folder for me you're right because if i have one i'm like well that one goes to my folder and then i have a folder for some friends that ask me if they you know i'll give you 25 percent if you give me some beats and I'll, I'll make them a little beat pack send them over do whatever so i have these different folders you know some to the store um and i'm making beats very quickly these days like uh Hell yeah. so much faster than i ever did before so i think it's just giving me a more opportunity and then these fun ones that i'm like i would never do this i'm like well fuck it let's try it you know because why not yeah Dude, yeah. It used to be a thing with me where I was like, oh, I can't sing, so I'm not going to like I can make that song. I can hear it. I can write it. I know how to do it, but I can't sing or sing melodically or rap melodically, not even really singing. So I wouldn't even try. Now I'm like, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. And like get it right quick or get it right off of all red. That's like that exact vibe that that's so a lot of mine on uh good enough that's album coming out and you mentioned it their backlog what actually happened was i was making internet friends four and then on the side i was making this so i actually had oh. this done before internet friends four was done but i was like two songs away and i was like well i'll wait for this to get done or whatever so but all all these beats i set to the side i made a playlist of beats without any words on them and I would just listen to them and then like I would freestyle some hooks because I don't think I'm that good at hooks. I think that's my weakness. And so I would be like freestyling some hooks. And I was like, well, if it's a freestyle, it came naturally. That makes sense. Let's do it. Yeah. And then I would kind of work on it that way. And I also cannot sing. I think I'm really bad at it, honestly. But I know I can be kind of funny with it. And like if I layer it enough. It sounds decent. It can get decent, right? And so, like, my hooks on good enough, a lot of them are, like, these layered hooks, and then me just doing, like, the straight rapping on the verses, you know? And, like, that's that's what differentiates them. Hell, yeah. Dude, that's dope. Okay. I got I got to finish music, bro. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I I feel like. And if I'll try to make a folder for you, I I know you, in my opinion, you know, and I'm sure your music has evolved, but you always like a specific bounce. I can't explain it, but when I hear it, I'm like, oh, this sounds like an Arawati beat, but there is something specific you're you seem to be attracted to. So I need to look into it more. Dude, if you figure it out, please tell me. Cause then I can tell people like, I like this kind of bounce. Cause I don't know, dude, I have to listen to like hundreds of beats to find like uh one that really has that bounce, I think. And that's, you're probably right. Right. You're like, probably right. And, and uh, the five songs I have at the end of the year, just cause why not touch on all of them? I'm here. Um, I have a song. Yeah. one I mentioned called pros and cons is actually like a pop punk song. And I have for years wanted to do one. Cause I enjoyed like some Jack's mannequin and some uh, motion city sound, you know, some shit like that back in high school. Yeah, motion city. And, uh, and I actually listened to motion city before I made this song. Cause I was like, I want to be so inspired. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I was trying to make a country beat for this other guy who was wanting a little country beat pack. And, uh, I looked up the train drum loop, which is like this a fucking phrase. They know, you know, drummers know for how you do it. And it sounds country. And I try to recreate it and it sounded like a pop punk song. And I was like, well, fuck it. I've, haven't been here before so i like leaned into it and then so uh cool. so like you know that one leans that way but then the song after that is like a song called saturday which is like a pill popping song which i don't do too many of but i had a day where that happened and i was like fuck it autobiographical day and we're rapping about it dude, and it's like cool. one of my favorite songs That's i made dope, and um you know like I don't know, so all the ones at the end of the year 
um, I like. But now from now until the end of the year, I'm just going to try to make as many songs as possible and then try to put out like the 26 best next year, like every two weeks or something, you know, like I feel like that wouldn't be that hard to make 26 songs, but maybe I'm over Dude, underestimating no, it, sound, that. it sounds like you've you have the time to do it now because you have everything lined up. Do that shit, dude. That's dope. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to something else. Yeah. Is I, I used to take breaks a lot. You know, I'd be like, Oh, I just finished this album. I'm going to take a two week break to reset. You know, and that was like this thing I truly believe or like I have two weeks of work coming off, coming up off work next week. And I would be like, well, I should, you know, relax some of those days or something. I don't know. Like I used to have this idea that like I would burn out on the music, but really for like the last year, I'm like no breaks. If I'm feeling it, you got to keep going. Why would you force yourself to stop? And so I do think that's also helped a lot. Don't stop the momentum for us. It's also like, there's so much content to be made around these releases Yeah, that that in and of itself, cause it's just like me and like my girl, like editing it, you know what I mean? And like doing it ourselves. And you can't put so fucking weed shit on TikTok. They keep fucking pulling my videos for Smoke Oh, really? Promo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, but I had shit. a picture of a weed nug and like one of the little things. So I think the one where I didn't have that, it didn't catch it. So I think there's some algorithm shit going on. But. Oh. but yeah, so like it's just I have to lock myself in the stew and get like 12 songs done or something. Right. Here well, soon. Good luck. Like I said, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to put you on my little list and I'll try to figure out an Arawati beat. Um, it's have a lot of C tires and shit. It's going to be cool. Uh, you know, whatever the fuck those in the Hindi people play the sitar. Maybe. Oh, sitar, sitar. Sitar. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. You know, I was trying to Mexican it up a little bit. <laughs> I heard it. It was a yes tar. Yes. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, I got to know Milan today. Some bullshit. Um, you know, that's another thing. I get all these, uh, you know, we're going to briefly touch on race one more time. All these things on the internet that's like growing up black or growing up Mexican. And I'm like, I grew up all these ways because I was poor. And I think we're all missing the point that that's a big part of it. You know, so it's the whole thing that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. His last his last thing he was organizing was a march with the poor. And it was going to be it doesn't matter about race or anything, because that's the true thing. That's right. what it's really about. It's just rich people stealing from you. And making you blame each other. That's what it is. They're not distributing like, you know, everything as it should be and like keep, you know, it's all that stuff. But the they can keep us separated. That's what it is. That's yeah. what race really 100%. is. One hundred percent. Um and then briefly, because I mentioned that's the thing. I had some neighbors growing up that always lived by me, these uh, Mexican family. And I be they ruined tortillas for me. Like I can't I mean I eat tortillas, of course. I probably you know you some of mine, but But they made them homemade. Yeah, when they make them homemade and you grew up like yeah. around someone like that, you're like, yeah. it's not even the same. And I think about them like once a week and I'm like, it's bullshit. That's our tortillas right now, bro. We got homemade tortillas in the house. That's so what we do. I'm a fairly decent cook, so I might have to get a recipe and just figure it out. Not as hard as you think. The hardest part is forming them like you rolling them out. Can you put like uh you put butter or oil. Like, is there a way I can put weed in them? Is my question. Yeah, yeah. They're well. You can use like lard is tradition. Like they use lard. You can use. You should use like olive oil. It's healthier. Gotcha. But you can infuse the olive oil and then put it into it. Yeah. I've gotten. I've gotten really into in like the last six months. Uh, and I meant to mention earlier with the concentrates and the dabs. And shit, the reason they've really blown up is for a while they were like fifty dollars a gram, but now it's like yeah. you get them like six bucks a gram. Like what? you go to a store and they're like, if you buy twenty dollars of this flour, you can get one of the concentrates for six bucks. Uh, you're like, all because, right, because they brought their like distillate in house or something. No, but it's not a distillate. It it's uh, this is like sugar like or crumble rosin? or yeah, oh. there's some rosin. Um, it all kind of varies. Let me see what I have in front of me here. What this one is? Uh, this is blue 
Yeah, this is a hybrid resin, is what it says. And it's okay. Blaze Blueberry. But yeah, this one cost me six bucks, and it's uh, 83%. And so, you know, you get deals like that. And I know there's another place my cousin goes. It's an hour away, so it's quite a drive. But you can get 20 for 100. So you can get 20 gram, 20 gram concentrates for 100. So anyway, they're just so cheap. That's why everyone's doing them. You know, that's how they're taking over. Yeah, fuck up tolerances. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it's done. Exactly. Uh, weird. Weird. That sounds that sounds weird. I don't know why that exists. That sounds why, why would it be cheaper if you're using the flour, the amount of flour that goes into making it unless they're using inferior flour or the baby buds like the popcorn. I don't know, dude. That's weird. Yeah. But then it tests it, whatever. You know, I don't know. I don't also believe any numbers. Uh, I'm, I'm once it yeah, comes legal in your state or whatever, you'll understand, like, because where you test the plant depends and all this shit. And my cousin uh, works at a dispensary here and people come in, if it's on above 30 percent, they don't want to touch it. And you're like, dude, the best we do ever gets like 18 percent because you don't know. Yeah, with, it's all with fake. balance. Yeah. Yeah. And they've also bred all the like CBD out of it. CBD. So it's all about herbs yeah. and it just CBA. doesn't feel the same mm-hmm. that it used to. No, exactly. Just your own weed. That's what I would say to everybody. You can. We gotta take back, take it back from the man. Yeah, back from the man. <laughs> you know, we need turn to turn the frogs gay. That's actually was a true story. You know, um, I love the meme, what? but that was actually turned out to be true. <laughs> the adrenal, yeah, it was, it was true. It was like he, a factory was put putting this chemical in the water, and yeah. then it made the frogs turn intersex, so maybe not gay, but uh, yeah, but but yeah, also grew up. I enjoyed Alex Jones when I was in college. Like I download those documentaries, and I'd be like, "This dude's a fucking idiot," but it's so funny, and like I done it for entertainment. Um, but yeah, he did, it's he different now. Just, yeah, he got too serious. Yeah, for sure. He did. That's Same cool. with Joe Rogan. They take themselves seriously. Just be funny, dude. Come on. Come on. All right, we'll we try got to news. See. Come on, man. Uh, I've Ever since Tim Dillon had, does his Joe Rogan impression, I can't listen to Joe Rogan without hearing the Tim Dillon because he says man like every other word Tim Dillon does is yeah. like to make fun of him. And then you start listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. You're like, oh, my oh, God, man. he ends every sentence with man. I can't believe it. Yeah. Dude's crazy. Good stuff. But all right, man, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, for having me. when I ever make my move to Twitch, you know, we'll somehow collab on that. I don't know how any of that shit works. So that'll be a whole new. Dude, I'm still world. figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out. But yeah, I know you can like co Twitch with people. But yes, and people's music and talk like and is there a way I can be like, and we're kicking it over to this YouTube video. Or do I just have to sit there and watch a YouTube? Like, can the viewer see what I'm seeing? Like, I have so many questions, but I just need to get into it, I guess. Uh, you can do like a screen capture that they can see your desktop and what are like whatever window you want them to see. And then you can like, let's watch this. I messed with, you know? was it OBS? Is that the program? I messed with that a little bit yeah. back in if the day. You, but. but you're on PC, right? Yes. Yeah, dude, it's easier on PC. Yeah, I can send you a video, dude. I'll send you a video. Sweet. Yeah, we'll get all that figured out. Someday it'll exist, uh, possibly. Unless this podcast ends and I'm like, I just love the freedom. Never again. You never know. Dude, it's fun to do. And you get a direct uh, communication. And also it's like they can tip you and stuff. So you you get a little bit of like validation. Right. So you would say Twitch like, over YouTube. You could do. I do both at the same time. Oh, hell yeah. Like so yeah, I'll, I'll show you how to do that too. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm ready to be educated. I got you, bro. Don't worry. All right. Well, peace, bro. All right, brother. Be dope.